Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Lisa Mastella of Bumpin' Blends, who creates pre-blended, frozen, absolutely delicious smoothies, and they're designed for your body, and they're delivered straight to your door. Beautiful. Hey, Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. You're so, so welcome. Look, can you expand a bit more on, you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you you love to serve? So we are, we've been around about four years. We launched in uh, 2019. We make frozen smoothie cubes designed to support particular symptoms, all direct to consumer delivered to your door on a subscription basis. So our smoothies are designed by dietitians to really support particular areas of health. So we have smoothies for uh, mood, anxiety, energy, focus, sex drive, digestion, you know, you name it, we have a smoothie for it. And so they're really meant for people who um, care about their health, who know to go to dietitians for their health, and then who are are busy and, and they're working hard and they, you know, want that convenience factor. They want to know they're doing the best to set their body up for success, mm-hmm. um, but they don't want to be slaving away in the kitchen for like an hour <laughs> making a smoothie every day. Yeah, there's always that balance between we know what's good for us. No, hold on. No, maybe we don't. We think we know what's good for us. We know what we, we can get our hands on in the supermarkets. But yeah, making things and it's expensive to buy on the shelf, but it's time consuming and actually not that much cheaper to do it yourself. And it's it causes so much maybe confusion. So what was it for you that made you think, yeah, this is, damn it, I need to produce something here because... Th- there's nothing out there that I need. I want this. Yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of dietitians uh, can can relate to this where we go to the store, we see all these things that are marketed as healthy when really they're just packed full of artificial sugars, powders, emulsifiers, gums, like all this stuff is in all these ingredients. Or if they don't have that stuff, then they're made with purees or the cheapest form of something or like my favorite dehydrated vegetable blend. Um, things like that, where it's like, this isn't healthy. The only actual healthy stuff I could find at the store was like actual fruits and vegetables. Um, and so I knew that there was something that needed to, to be done. Um, because I, I had always made smoothies my life to kind of biohack my different symptoms I was going through. Um, and then when I was pregnant and I was really experiencing kind of everything in the book, I was exhausted. I had trouble mm-hmm. focusing, brain fog moody, anxious, like everything, you name it, I had it when I was pregnant. It gave me a lot of practice uh, with my biohacking smoothies and kind of tinkering every day in the kitchen to make a smoothie that would actually help 
like a smoothie that would help me sleep through the night, even though I was restless and tossing and turning or smoothie that would help me boost my sex drive when I was like eight months pregnant and wanted nothing to do with anything in that regard. Um, you know, and by the end of my pregnancy, all of my friends and neighbors and family were like, oh my gosh, can you make me that digestion smoothie? Or like, can you make me that smoothie for headaches? Like, and, and so I knew I had something there because people were really chomping at the bit for these smoothies. Um, but making smoothies every day was just not something that was feasible for me. Uh, mm. It's like a, a working professional, pregnant, like, you know, I was going to have a kid pretty soon. And there was no way I was going to be spending that much time making smoothies every day. Yeah, I love we chat offline about, you know, what it's been like for you to do this. And you said you, know, you call yourself the, the mad scientist in the kitchen. And I, <laughs> I love that because of all the different things that smoothies can actually can do for us. You found the right yeah. ingredients, the right um, combinations to help in this particular mood. And everything you listed about being pregnant earlier, I'm like, that that's the entrepreneur journey. It's not just pregnancy, yeah. that, that anxiety, that fear, that um, oh yeah it's it's what we all go through as an entrepreneur so yeah with what you've got the the, the range that helps these different scenarios and situations I think is fascinating so what was it that you decided yep this is the business and here's how I'm going to do it <laughs> I always had a very entrepreneurial spirit uh, and I had worked at a scientific wellness startup um, using people's DNA in their blood to personalize their wellness and their approach to their goals. Uh, and I always wanted to do more and more and more at that startup. And I was always told, you know, you're a dietitian, stick to the nutrition. Um, and so I was like, I was itching to do something, to start a business, to build something from nothing. And I got this idea when I was eight months pregnant. And I looked at my husband, we came up with the name Bump and Lens as like an ode to the fact that I was had a bump when I thought of it. Um, and, and we got this idea, we bought the domain. And I was like, honey, I can do this. Like, it's no biggie having a newborn at home, piece of cake, I'm going to be at home on maternity leave for three months. If I can build a business with, I took 15 grand out of my savings. I said, if I can build a business with $15,000 in three months while I'm at home with our newborn, um, then I'm not going back to work. If I'm not making money in three months from this, send me back. I'll go back to work. Uh, I never went back to work. Uh, so I strapped my newborn to me in a baby carrier. We got into the garage. We started blending smoothies, prototyping, cube shape, you know, all these recipes. Uh, I wrote a business plan while breastfeeding on my couch and uh, just, just did it. Just did the dang thing. Nice. And then what was it? What, what was the point that you were like, holy shit, this is, this is viable. This is actually working. You're out of the, the mad scientist. You're out of the garage. You're like, no, this is, this is now a legit real business. It's actually working. What was that moment like once it all fell into place? Oh man, I feel like I, I'm constantly having that moment. Like uh, um, at each stage of the business, it keeps getting more and more legit. You know, I remember there's a picture of me and my husband took when we made our first $10,000. And it was like a few months into the business. And it was like, you made $10,000, Lisa. Like you did this, you made $10,000 worth of smoothies. And there's like this picture of me beaming with my little baby on my lap. Um, and so it's like each little milestone, like, oh, I'm not, you know, we used to, I, I would blend them in my garage and, and then drop them off by hand at different neighborhoods in Los Angeles uh, to all of our customers in LA. And then we started shipping nationwide and our first big batch of boxes get picked up and shipped nationwide or 
uh, we built out our own manufacturing facility, you know, walking into my own manufacturing facility and like, you that know, must have been seeing fucking that. amazing to be like, holy shit, I know. Look, we're not playing anymore. This is actually real. Yeah. And it's so cool too, actually, because, you know, my daughter, uh, she was along for every step of the ride. And so every photo she's in it and you get to see this human being grow while you see the business grow, you know, like, oh, fantastic. thank God, my, my husband loves taking pictures of like milestones. I'm horrible at it. And so there's always a picture like, you know, there's always a picture of like, Oh, me, the first time I like had a solid trunk full of deliveries to make. And there's a picture of me next to the trunk full of deliveries holding a baby, a, a six month old. And then it's like walking in the manufacturing facility. I have like a one and a half year old. And she's like, you know, in her jammies running around this empty manufacturing facility. So it's, nice. it's cool now. It's, so we've, we've really grown and we've been able to see the progress of the business in that way, which is fun. That's huge. So let's fast forward to today because you, you've had a, it's been a roller coaster. There's so much going on, so much personal and business at the same time. That's, it, it is tough. And, you know, work and personal life as entrepreneurs, they merge. No matter how much we try, they all merge in. So literally you have the record of your business and your family growing at the same time. Yeah. Which I couldn't love that more. It's so fun. <laughs> Where are you right now with, okay, now you've got to, now it's real. Do, do, you, do you still feel like you're playing sometimes or is it now a case Absolutely. of- Absolutely. Yeah? Imposter syndrome is so real. I feel like I'm watching all these other people with successful businesses and I'm just like, you know, I have a fun project I'm working on. Yeah, let's, um, let's talk about that yeah. because that's, I think that's big. Uh, imposter syndrome, you'll always hit it at a mm -hmm. level. It's, it doesn't yeah. go away. It's something that was, it's always a voice that's always around, but you have to work out what, what are the triggers for you? So with you, <clears> I mean, you, you're seeing other businesses, you know, seemingly look at them. They've got all these different um, sponsorships or they've got different investments happening or why isn't that happening for me? Why are they succeeding? What's going on there? So looking at that external is it's human nature, but it, it can be disruptive to the business. So how, how are you sort of working through that? I've definitely learned a lot along the way. Um, I'm, I'm a very, well, I, I have the dual combination of having like pretty bad social anxiety and always feeling like, you know, I'm the nerdy girl in the corner and everyone's, you know, cool except for me. But then I'm also a very competitive person. <laughs> and so the combo of the two can sometimes be, you know, hard because I know when I first started, there's a lot of learning I had to do about like how to how to cheer other founders on and support them in their growth while, without also thinking that I'm lesser than them if they grow. And so and there was there was another founder early on in my journey as well who had a similar type ish business, um, certainly not competitors, but kind of in each other's lanes. And she was also very competitive. And so I let that distract me a lot. And so okay. I made some very poor business decisions just to try and, you know, play the rat race with her. Mm. Um, and then uh, that company went, went under years ago. So I, it's irrelevant now. But um, now it seems like, you know, all these cool brands, all these cool startups, especially in the CPG space, in the products uh, that you order online or food and beverage, they're also cool looking, right? You go to their Instagram, they've got the, the viral TikToks going, they've got this whole social media team, they've got a million influencers and celebrities talking about them. It's easy to look at that and as a founder say like, 
wow, they're really doing well. They're really, really successful. You know, why aren't we doing that? How did, how did they get that person to talk about their product? You know, we've shipped them a box and they never answered our emails or something like that, you know? So it's easy to compare. Yeah. That comparison, the, maybe the, the sort of judgment that comes with that, it's so fucking tough to, mm-hmm. to work through. And I love the way that you admitted, yeah, I made some badass decisions and not in a good way. Yeah. So much money. But so much you, money in the toilet. I think this comes down to one thing that we teach <laughs> so much is the authenticity. It is so easy to find a hack or, oh, these people are doing that. Why not? We should be doing that as well. Or, but we're guessing you have no idea what's happening in their books, what's happening with their results. Um, yeah, even in a space of, you know, web design, user experience and funnels, you look at what's what's working. You don't actually know if you're trying yeah. to compete and copy someone else. You might be copying their their B test, which is like yeah, that didn't work, but you have no idea. So, yeah. I think authenticity counts for so much. And just in the short time that I've, I've got to know you, listening about your story, listening how it started, the knowledge you have behind your product is how can you be more you? How can your company be more you? Because you're the thing that stands out. Mm-hmm. What you're doing, smoothies, there's a million companies doing smoothies in different kinds of ways. So in the actual product, I'm sure there's some factors that are different. However, the reason for it, what you're doing, what it actually does for people no one else can do what you've done. No one else can speak mm-hmm. in the way you speak about it. Uh, you little mad scientist, you. I still love that. <laughs> There's something beautiful about this. It makes, it has that connection. Yeah. So where do you, long ass question. Oh my gosh, Mark, get to the point. Cool. The point is, where do you find that you struggled maybe being authentic and you try to be someone you're not? And where do you struggle to actually be authentic where you know you should, but maybe your nervous or fear comes through? You know, authenticity is without a doubt one of the pillars of of my company. Um, and it's something I really hone into our entire team. Um, and it's something I always want to be trans, you know, for people to see in our social media, in our emails, mm. everything. Like we never try to be anything we're not. And we are very, very true to what makes our brand stand out. Um, and and I agree. I think that like what really sets our brand apart is the fact that they're dietitian designed because they are no BS, like they are designed with the very top priority being nutrition uh, and, that, and nutrition and taste. And that was a horrible business decision, but it was something that I decided before I started the company uh, that I refused to go back on. Uh, even though now oh, it's horrible. led me horrible in the sense that financially um, to prioritize quality of ingredients and nutrition and not, not cutting corners in any way is expensive. Mm-hmm. So our product is not the cheapest on the market. Uh, and it's, you know, we have all these big competitors that have loads of funding, et cetera. Um, you know, and you look at their ingredients and, and it looks good, you know, but then there are like powders or there are artificial sugars or stevia or what have you. And, and the ingredients have like a little asterisk next to it that it's like, actually, actually this is a puree or like, it's not organic or not non-GMO. And it's like, we make sure that every single smoothie is small batch made with the highest quality ingredients we could possibly muster. Um, and every single batch is taste tested. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you are not, 
you know, they are not made in some big factory in some vat that was, you know, with a bunch of people in lab coats, you know, they are truly made small batch by hand. Um, we still wear the coats and stuff for sanitary <laughs> reasons, but, uh, you know, they're just like, they're very much made love. Yeah. Um, and that's something that really sets us apart. And that's something that is all me. Um, I designed every recipe myself and, and I'm a dietitian. So having that science behind the recipes so that they're actually delicious and that they actually really work. Um, we did like really extensive testing. And so when I say poor decision business-wise, it's like all this stuff was pricey and it's still pricey, but uh, we're not willing to compromise on that. And that's something we're really authentic about. Mm. Um, and we're really authentic showing the behind the scenes of how, you know, what is it called? How the, how the sausage is made. <laughs> um, we love to show videos and photos of like us actually making the smoothies because we have nothing to hide. So love that. So these, the, the barriers you put in your way, the, the extra mile that you're going is for good reason, which means you do price mm -hmm. yourself out of the, the low budget market because those people value something completely different. You mm -hmm. have a value system. People need to understand mm -hmm. that. And once they do, it's like, oh my gosh, it's perfect. It's exactly what we need. So I love the way you've positioned your business. Let's talk about you as, as the business owner though. How, how have you been able to manage yourself through this? Because it's so tough to, to hold space and you know what you're doing. You know your passion in this. However, it's not always plain sailing and it can be quite tough. So What's it been like for you as it's not been, you get to those, those road bumps, you get to the time that's like, oh, I thought it's working, but we have the next level challenge. Yeah. Uh, honestly, so often I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, and we are constantly hitting roadblocks where I'm like, oh, I wish I had a marketing genius to strategize this or, oh, you know, I wish I knew anything about retail sales and distributors and all that, or, mm. oh, I wish, you know, I wish I, I don't know, had a, had a mentor who happened to be a investor or something, you know? So there's a lot along the way that I am very ill-equipped to do. And I'm constantly feeling like I need to learn how to do that. I need to understand that better. Um, so a lot of learning and a lot of growing, uh, constantly, constantly learning i think i'm always yeah. reading like three or four different books and different business topics and what have you but um you know for me it's always tough to i'm i'm can be bad at delegating because i'm very protective of my business i'm protective of my baby and i feel like when i delegate stuff out i'm like ah, it's not gonna do it the way that i would do it or something and so that's always been really tough oh, for me. so the ability um, to kind of bring yourself out of that as you because it's not scalable with you still doing so many of the of the ins and outs of the business yeah it's, so many different industries find that to be able to step away it's this as you said it's my yeah. baby it's it's i want things done in the right way and you get so much pressure on yourself in a business to do things the right ingredients the right way of doing something it needs to be right but it's tough to move away yeah it really is so in this new phase because you're on the Unforget Yourself podcast. We talk about, <laughs> oh, it's all about us. It's all, where are we holding shit up? Where are we making the mistakes? Because it is all about us. All the systems, yeah. all the strategies, it means nothing. They all work, they all fail. The business owner is the one at the helm. So lovingly, what, what, what are you avoiding? What are you, what are you avoiding at the moment that you know 
you should be doing or you should be focusing on but you'll <laughs> justify why you can't uh like very specifically uh optimizing our site conversion is that kind of the answer you're looking for or <laughs> more you of tell me list? whatever comes to mind uh, you know, for me right now, I feel like our business could really, really use support um, of like a very strategic hire uh, mm. for us. And I'm kind of avoiding it because I just I've, I've interviewed a lot of people and I feel like they each bring something to the table. But I'm looking for this like magic person that's going to be able to be on my level and think in the same way I think and, and kind of be um, like the the marketing savior that I'm looking for in the sense mm. that they would come on as more of like a partner. Uh, and, and so far I haven't, I think I'm, I'm like putting it off because I, I just, had, it feels like I'm looking for something that doesn't exist because usually, you know, if you're good at something, it means you're highly specialized. And so having like an umbrella person isn't necessarily uh, the best move for us in terms of financially. Yeah. So that you you you're looking for the savior to to take it to the next level, so to bring in all the things that you that you don't know, all the things that you're you're trying to learn right now in yeah. books or courses or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bringing on a marketing hire that that could kind of like lead a whole marketing department in in our budget, our bootstrapped budget. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> what is what stopping you from just pulling the trigger? from getting this done? How long has this been going on for? And what is it behind the scenes with you that's, that's holding it back? Um, doing a lot of interviews. I haven't quite found someone, like I'm looking for like a magic connection where I'm like, yeah, you're my person. Okay. Is, is there, so I'm trying to sort of pull a link between your business and what's happened. So you, there's so much pressure on making sure this has to be the right ingredient it has to be the everything's perfect for a certain mm -hmm. degree and mm -hmm. there's that perfectionism coming through i mean solopreneurs oh my gosh we are people pleasers we are perfectionists we try and do everything ourselves we want to it's tough to let that go and and move forward so i always ask the question with this is what do you what do you want is there is there a little bit of fear of success coming through that there is a because once you hire then oh mm -hmm. you start to get especially that level now you're bringing in the next level challenges which maybe mm -hmm. fucking not quite ready for or i don't fucking know what what's going to come i'm scared of what that next level is what is it for you that we can maybe unpack of what what is it uh, i don't know we chatted about this before recording but i i think honestly my big fear is hiring someone who's really top you know top tier high caliber marketing person and if it goes poorly uh we'd run out of money like if i'm giving this person our whole marketing budget like that's that's a big chunk of our money uh mm -hmm. and so if we spend it and it doesn't go well or i'm paying them a large amount of money and you know then you know for me, I'm very, uh, being a bootstrap business, I kind of have to be very money driven because I don't have big investments. You know, every dime we spend is what we make and we're profitable and we like to stay profitable. And, and so for us, it's very much um, making sure that, that we're mindful with money. And um, for me, I think my big fear is if I hire someone and it goes poorly or they're not, they don't 
deliver or don't perform or what have you, or it's not a good fit, um, there's no way to get that money back. Yeah. So I always come down to, you know, what do you want? What's stopping you? How do you overcome that? Three magical questions with this. Uh-huh. What, what are you actually trying to achieve? And I'm not saying that that hire is the wrong thing. I don't know enough of your business to even dive into that. However, yeah. it's always good to have that, pose that question. Have you pigeonholed yourself into this is what I, I definitely need? Or is it, huh, what am I, what am I actually trying to achieve? And there's going to be a, a range of different avenues to go down. Um, what else could, what are you trying to achieve and what else could solve that problem without you having to engage in, in that particular fear? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're trying to achieve growth. So the marketing person would come on to help with that, uh, customer acquisition. Um, so uh, what was the next phase of that? Trying to achieve and then what was the next one? Yeah, I'm trying to say, what, what do you, what do you want? What are you looking to achieve from this? Because there may be some of the options like, okay, if you can't find this magical unicorn person, because maybe your expectations are slightly too high because you're worried about the money. So maybe the expectations are as high as they are so that you're never going to find them, which means you're never going to put yourself in a position where you can lose this money. So this is all yeah. self-created. I might be completely off base here. I may have nailed it or maybe mm-hmm. somewhere in between. I have no idea, but it's fun to go <laughs> through this and work out. Okay. Yeah where is that lack of alignment? What is another solution that, that could be used that will give you that safety? But all you want right now is, I think what every company is screaming at, everyone at home is probably saying the same thing. Yeah, I want more customers or clients or students, whatever you call them, whatever your return is. I want to grow. I want more people to benefit this amazing thing that I've got. How do I do that? Is that it? Yeah, I think, you know, what's tough in the economic climate recently is that, you know, businesses are plateauing quite a bit. Businesses aren't seeing the massive growth that we were seeing a couple of years ago. And, you know, it, it's a lot harder to to acquire customers because it's people are really careful with their money these days with good reason. And so it's hard to build that kind of trust with potential customers yeah. to say, like, you know what, this this product. Is, is worth it. This product will help your life. This product can can make a big difference in your life. And I think that that kind of um, like authentic messaging that we have, I fear that if we were to bring on a marketing person, if they were to change our messaging, what have you, that might get lost in translation or might, yeah. you know, yeah. build, build a different, build a different brand than what we are, you know, than what our main ethos is. And so yeah. that's a fear, but then also, you know, I want to make sure we're acquiring authentic customers and like the kind of people that would really benefit from our smoothies and the kind of people that would be part of our community. Um, Mm. And so, you know, for us, when we build customer, our customer base, like we're building our, our, we call them like our family. Like it's, it's, you know, we're trying to reach people's lives. We're trying to enhance their lives. And I feel like sometimes when you just focus too heavily on, on acquire, 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 grow, 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 you lose the quality of the customer. You lose like the people where, you know, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to piss people off. Like we're a subscription-based business. I don't want people to be like, what? I don't want to subscribe. Or you sent me another box and I didn't want it. I only wanted one. Like I want people who are going to understand that they are becoming part of a community, that they are, um, you know, building a part of their lifestyle. 
Mm. And I feel like that's part of our authenticity. That's part of what sets us apart. Um, Because like any healthy habit, like anything that's going to improve your life or biohack, it does need to be a subscription. It's not like you can drink one smoothie once and be like, oh, my God. Yeah, and then I'm sure I'm fixed, right? That's the way it is. Right? Yeah, like our smoothies aren't designed to be like that. Some of them, sure. Like you drink our blend for sleep and you will literally be knocked out. It's like a little alarming. Um, Or like our sex drive smoothie, what have you. Like some of them do work, you know, 10, 15 minutes and that's great. But like our smoothie is designed to you know, improve anxiety or, or mood, those things like it yeah, takes time. It takes building. Right there. That's, that's huge. The, the value in this, and it comes back down to value. One, one, something you mentioned just a while ago, the, the people are careful with their money and this, there is, that's a belief. That is a fear. Yeah. That is not true. I know you can make it true. I know you can argue with me why it is true. I get to love me. Okay? <laughs> that is something that you have decided based on avatar research, based on what you think, based on who you're talking to. Whereas you're, you're telling me all these other things which have no, nothing to do with money, all the benefits, what it does, what, how much is it worth for me to actually get some sleep, improve my sex drive, be able mm-hmm. to have the digestion going, what money would I place on this? So this yeah. is that almost sounds kind of magical with everything that you do. Maybe every other smoothie does this, and I just don't know about it. I have no idea. You don't. <laughs> okay, well, that's they great. Well, then, yeah. great. What yeah. I'm trying to play with you and just open up, and maybe for other people in different industries listening at home, what belief do you have for your clients that you're trying so, so hard to avoid or work through when actually, if that wasn't true, if that wasn't the case, what other decisions would you be making? And it's an interesting question. Yeah. Like if I didn't care about uh, the quality of, of our customers or our family, like what decisions would I be making? Oh, you, you can argue. Okay, let's go to or... that. Let's go to that <laughs> angle. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you didn't care about the customers, well, you care. So much, just like every other business owner we talk to, the care, the need, the desire is the driver, which means over-promising, over-delivering, trying so hard, losing a bit of yourself in the process. You forget your, the Unforget Yourself podcast. It's about you. It's about the business owner. We need you to show up even better for yourself so that you can build your business and help change you know, thousands, millions of lives with your smoothie. That's kind of the mm-hmm. point. Do you care about your audience? You should do. But in this iteration, as you continue to grow, you want to have these complaints. You want to have these lessons. It's like, yes, tell me where I'm going wrong because I'm sorry, whoever you are, we're going to lose you as a customer, but means we're going to keep another thousand. Yeah. It's so important. This no such thing as good or bad. It's just information. There's a concept. It's, it's hard to take every negative comment used to rock us and we're mindset coaches it's tough but it's a human condition how you're able to look at the beliefs look at the challenges what can you leverage in that what can you flip how can you use it to your advantage i think that is there's something beautiful in this and it's it's a skill to acquire but it it can open up some some doors or some realizations that could be it could be useful i don't know if this is helping at all or it's like no mark no it is (laughs) 
<laughs> it's all like yeah I think uh it's definitely something it's a perspective I I can definitely give more thought to I think that you know coming back to uh yeah like growing our our community and our family but really leveraging you know the brand being mostly you know that authenticity piece is really just like me being a big part of it and, mm -hmm. and me being more of a, a integral part of of the marketing and honestly now I'm like maybe I'm just scared to do a lot of it my but at one point I'm like oh I need to delegate more and now I'm like maybe I'm just scared to do a lot of it myself because I don't really like to be on camera I don't like that kind of stuff and so yeah. like maybe there's something there that I just need to do more of that's interesting hold on there's a whole other avenue that's within your control that you can do right now that yeah. is ah oh, but then it's shit it's scary now you gotta do the fucking thing and it's terrifying I, yeah I, I don't really like being on camera <laughs> well look you've done a fantastic job today it's been oh, okay. oh Lisa thank you so much for sharing behind the scenes this has been fascinating and so nice to hear your story especially with the amazing product that you have so thank you for sharing with us today thank you for going through your business and and your fears and, and wonderings as you go through the next phase of your business thank you so much for having me and thank you for the the insight and the <laughs> critical thinking on it hey you're welcome look if people to find out more about you and your amazing smoothies where can they find you uh, you can find us at bumpandblends.com or bumpandblends on Instagram or TikTok anywhere. It's at B-U-M-P-I-N-B-L-E-N-D-S. Awesome stuff. Well, everyone, I'm so sorry again, I have out. a little cold. But, but I'm sure uh, you've got a smoothie for that, right? I've got a smoothie for it, exactly. I'm going <laughs> to go drink my smoothie for immune system right after this, actually. Awesome stuff. Well, thanks for joining us and thank you for sharing again. It's been It's been so much fun. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for having me. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.